You're listening to Her Blueprint for Christian Living, a podcast for the modern woman juggling life, career, and faith. This is where you will find the spiritual tools, strategies, steps, inspiration, and no-holds-barred conversations on how to navigate some of life's bumps from a place of prayer and faith. I'm your host, Danielle. I work in corporate America, but I'm also a wife, mom, and prayer warrior, and I can't wait to connect you to the spiritual tools that are helping me manage everything on my plate so that you can use them too. Today's episode starts now. There's this nursery rhyme that you've probably heard before. Johnny and Mary sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes Mary with the baby carriage. Perhaps it was naive of me to think that starting a family would actually be much like that nursery rhyme. When I met my husband, we both wanted children someday. So when we got married, we planned out when we would start having kids. We both agreed that we were going to take a year to just enjoy our marriage and then have a baby. So that's it. Super simple. That was the plan. That's all I thought you needed to have a family. Find a good man. Marry him. And bam, a beautiful litter of chocolate babies would be sure to follow. But it didn't happen like that. I'd heard of infertility before, of women who wanted a baby but couldn't seem to get pregnant. But I guess I thought it was some kind of a rare thing. I didn't know how common it was or is. And certainly didn't think for a second that I would ever have trouble getting pregnant. Like, never, ever ever did that cross my mind. But that's exactly what happened to me. Basically a multi-year journey of trying to get pregnant and doing all the things to get my body to do what I needed it to do to line up with these plans that I had for my marriage and my life, which included pregnancy, motherhood, and seeing my husband as a father and having our own little family. I actually wrote a book about that journey. You know what? That's actually putting it too nicely. I wrote a book about my struggle to get pregnant. The name of that book is Blueberry Faith. It is the most personal thing that I have ever written for public consumption. And the reason why I put it that way Is because ever since I was a child, I've always had um, a love for words and writing and poetry. And in college and throughout my 20s, I pretended I was a spoken word artist. (laughs) No, I was a spoken word artist and I would perform and recite my poetry all over. And I once went to this creative retreat. And at that retreat, one of the instructors said, poetry is the public consumption of very private matters. And I love that description because poetry was, it it did come from such a private place. I wrote poems for my soul, for my heart, my mind, my emotions. And then I would just share that with random people, right? (laughs) Well, this book is so much deeper. Like I got really honest and raw and transparent um, about that struggle. And now it's just out there for public consumption. But similar to this podcast, I 
wrote that book and am sharing this story out of obedience because I do think that, you know, I have to, to share it and, and tell the story of the struggle because parts of the struggle were so ugly, very hard. And I got really honest in this book about how it's feeling in those moments, you know, feeling sad, broken, honestly, moments of darkness, really questioning God, crying. And if I'm being really transparent, even feelings of jealousy, like there were times when I was actually jealous of other people and their cute little families. And I share all of that in Blueberry Faith. But if you don't have the book, here is a podcast spoiler. It's really not a book that's just chronicling the struggle, even though it does talk about it. It's really also a testimony because after four and a half years of trying to conceive, God answered our prayers and we did get pregnant with my son. Now, I already know what you're thinking. Like, what did it? How did I finally get pregnant after all those years? Or for my corporate gals, (laughs) what was the unlock? What lever did you pull to achieve success? <laughs> I'm about to tell you. The answer to my prayers to become a mother, the one thing that finally changed everything for me was faith. Okay, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that if you're listening to this, And you're a woman who is on the same journey. You might have just rolled your eyes at me when I said that. So, sis, let me just talk right to you for just a moment. I want to acknowledge that I know that you do have faith in God. I know you do. I also know that you know all things are possible with God. You already know that. You you pray about it all the time. I know that you and your husband have already done all the things. And that for me... To now be on the other side of things and saying that just believe and have faith and that faith was my answer, it may not seem like a good enough answer. Totally get that. In my book, Blueberry Faith, I also get really real and honest about how frustrated I would get when people would say things like that, when I would get unsolicited advice from other people telling me all the things that I needed to do to get pregnant. Y'all, I heard it all. <laughs> okay. People would say stuff, oh, you should stop eating limes. Yes, limes. You and your husband, you know what? You should just get really drunk one night. and That's how you're going to get pregnant. Or, oh, girl, just stop worrying about it. Right. Because that always works. So I totally get it. I totally get it. But faith is what finally worked for me. So let me explain a little bit about what I mean. Um, now, I do get into all the nitty gritty details of this in the book, but the super high level executive summary version of this story is we did all the things for years. The birds and bees were in full swing and the basic way of getting pregnant didn't work. So I went to the doctor who was highly recommended for situations like this. I followed all of her instructions, cooperated with all the exams and the tests that she wanted to run. Then based upon her findings, I went to another doctor who supposedly could handle and treat all the things that she was finding wrong with me. Right. 
Well, that doctor was rude and sensitive, and it was really a horrible experience. Yet and still, I wanted this so badly that I heard him out. I considered his advice. And then after one particularly emotional visit in which he actually said to me, Danielle, why is that whenever I talk to you about this, you cry? Yeah, he was that insensitive. He actually said that to me. So I decided, okay, that's the last time I'm coming to see you. So then I went to another doctor who was, again, highly referred and recommended. Meanwhile, let me just say the years are rolling by. Okay, so at this point, I'm probably two years into trying to get pregnant. So now I'm on doctor number three, whom I'm really excited about this time because she's a black woman. And I'm rooting for everybody black, right? In fact, I come from a family of physicians. So I'm actually used to seeing and I'm far more comfortable with doctors who look like me. But this experience was also a train wreck. And after another year went by, she basically said, okay, you have what we call unexplained infertility. And it's time for you to be thinking about IVF. And it's not just what she said, it's how she said it. And that is what actually led me to reject her diagnosis. She was very flippant about it, had this exasperated tone and actually waved her hand in the air in my direction as she was speaking. Like, it was very dismissive. Call me sensitive, but this was a sensitive matter. And to be handled that way didn't really sit well with me. So I refused to come into agreement with what she was saying. And again, I love physicians. This is not a knock on the medical field or on physicians. I have a deep respect for the medical field, for the years of schooling, the training, and the expertise that they develop after seeing hundreds, thousands of patients over the years. But to me, there was no such thing as unexplained infertility. Like, there's a reason and explanation for everything in my book. Therefore, I refused to accept that I had unexplained infertility. I just, I rejected it. I rejected this notion of infertility. So now we're three years into this and it's getting really hard. I'm emotionally exhausted. I'm frustrated. I'm tired of praying. But infertility? No, 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 no. I, I just, I would not believe that that's what God had for me. I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that God intended for me and my husband to be parents someday. Therefore, if that was true, and I really felt like that was true, I could not be infertile. So that did mean that it was time to find a new doctor. So I did, which led me again, just another set of invasive and physically exhausting exams, tons of supplements and pills to boost my hormones and all these other things. And I gave it an honest try, y'all. I really did. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I totally recognize <laughs> that I said this is going to be the executive summary, but I'm instead totally double clicking and giving you a deep dive. And I didn't mean to go there, but I did. And here we are. So don't worry. There's still far more details in the book that I'm not sharing right now. So this isn't a full-on spoiler, but I did 
give it a really, really good try. Everything that this next doctor was saying. Um, but after four years of this, I finally hit a wall and I was done. Okay. Like done, done. You know how you got to say things twice to emphasize. I was done, done, y'all. I decided that I wasn't taking not another pill, no more doctor visits, shutting down all incoming opinions and advice from friends and family. I don't want to hear it. Okay. D-O-N-E. I was done. I decided that we had done all that we could naturally do. So at this point, the rest had to be up to God, period. So getting pregnant was going to have to be a God thing. Like supernaturally, Lord, you you get me pregnant. <laughs> you do this thing. And I put everything away. I The ovulation charting, the stickers, how to get pregnant books, how to get pregnant meal plans, the little app. On my phone, deleted bottles and bottles of pills, all all that stuff gone. I just put it away. I was done for good. And instead, I pulled out my Bible and my journal, and I went into my secret place, which was the guest bedroom at the time. And I just got real with God. We had a real honest conversation, and I said, "Okay, God, this is on you now. All on you." And then I made a list of what my heart was saying. Like, I knew that my feelings and my emotions were kind of all over the place. And, you know, I had days when I was really sad and crying and jealous and frustrated, right? But I decided I was just going to make a list of what my heart was saying. And my heart was saying that I was a mother. That even though I wasn't pregnant yet, I was somebody's mama. (laughs) And then. The strangest thing happened because God confirmed what I was feeling in my heart. Now, you might be thinking, well, how did God confirm it? He confirmed it because as I wrote that down, the Holy Spirit reminded me of a scripture. Like the scripture just came to mind. And it's that scripture that says, you know, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy to say I am somebody's mama, even though I'm not even pregnant. (laughs) I'm not crazy to say, um, to say that or to even feel that in my heart because God already knows my child. I'm not even pregnant with them yet. Before they're even in my womb, God already knows them. So it's actually true for me to say that I'm a mother. So then I felt led to write out a long list of all the things about me and who I am and who God says I am. And I basically started making these declarations. You know, I am a wife. I am loved. I am a mom. I am not alone in this. God is with me and on and on and on. So the full list um, is in my book and you can read all the declarations that I wrote and used to say to myself there. But I begin to say and declare these things daily over myself. And as I started doing this, over time, my faith was growing and I started to worry less and become less stressed about it all. It was like each time I prayed about it and declared motherhood over myself, I was just declaring it. 
each time it was as if I was surrendering it a little bit more and more to God. So something in my heart was starting to change. And in general, just how I was feeling about it all was starting to change. I, not that I could really put my finger on it at the time, but how my position on how I felt about trying to get pregnant was basically, it was just different. I really went from feeling broken and useless as a woman, feeling like the one thing that I was supposed to be able to do, I can't do. From feeling like a failure that I couldn't give my husband a baby to feeling encouraged that God's in control of this thing. He's got me and feeling expectant that he was going to move no matter how long it was taking him. Okay. There's so, there's so much more to this story. I, I'm trying to pull myself back a little bit because there's so much more to this, but here's the thing. Six months after that moment, six months after I just completely surrendered and said, this has got to be a God thing and really started leaning on my faith more. I got pregnant. No, the story doesn't end there. Like I said, there's more. I don't know if there needs to be a part two for this episode or like how we can chat more about this. I don't feel like we're quite done yet. (laughs) So, I don't want this to feel like a super abrupt ending. I'm not sure how God is going to want us to continue this conversation, but I do think that there's more to talk about. But I at least wanted to share that much with you about how my faith got me there. But in the meantime, I'd be super interested to just hear from you. Let me know what you're feeling and what you're thinking and what is your reaction to what I've even shared today. Be honest with me. Send me an email. You can write to me at herblueprintinfo at gmail.com, herblueprintinfo at gmail.com, and let me know what's on your mind. Even let me know what other topics around TTC, trying to conceive and infertility that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast. And you can also leave me a voicemail. Go to anchor.fm slash herblueprint and then click on message. Anchor.fm slash herblueprint and click on message and leave me a voicemail as well. So would love, love, love to hear from you. Thank you so much for your time and for tuning into today's podcast and just listening to a little bit of my story. To pick up your own copy or learn more about the book, Blueberry Faith, a true story about the struggle to conceive and a God who answers prayers, you can visit blueberryfaith.com or Amazon. I would love to stay connected with you. And if you feel the same, please head over to my website, danielleiodele.com and connect with me and other Her Blueprint listeners by clicking the Join the Her Blueprint Community button. That's danielleiodele.com, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-A-Y-O-D-E-L-E.com and click the Join Her Blueprint Community button. And if anything I said today resonated with you, please send me an email and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. My email address is hi, H-I, at danielleiodele.com. My email address is hi at danielleiodele.com. Thank you for listening.